Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet. Welcome back to and another episode of the Girl Power Alliance podcast. With incredible! I'm so excited about my guest today. I can't wait for you to hear faith. her story and to learn a little bit more about her. Um, Lori Herbers is an empowerment coach and an author. Her recent book is Second Chances: How I Turned Hate into Love we are and on a Found mission My Purpose to Impact the World Everything she by does Empowering Women to Dream Bigger and Your Kingdom-Minded Mentoring and Leadership. She's passionate about leading this others to truth, women their purpose, and falling into love with life, every aspect of it. Her number one goal in life is to change the world through the movement of love from the soul. When she's not working with clients, creating platforms, speaking, or writing, she can be out with her daughter enjoying love through nature, reading, singing along, and or singing along with her favorite books. Welcome, Lori. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you on here today. And, uh, you know, we read the bios and everything, but I would love for you to share just a little bit more about who you are with uh, the people that are listening. Oh, that's hard. (laughs) Um, Well... I guess to really sum it up, I grew up um, being told I was stupid. Mm. And so um, back then, I didn't even know that it's called emotional abuse. Um, So I just thought it was normal (laughs) for parents to treat you that way. Um, So, you know, as I grew and of course, that became my belief was that I was stupid and worthless and unwanted and unlovable. And so that is why my story is about, because I literally was at a point in my life that just hated myself, everything. I hated me, everything about me, um, and which was really a struggle to, I, you know, when you think about the amount of love God has for his children. And yet I could, you know, it was so weird because I could look at other people and think, oh my gosh, he loves them so much. Mm-hmm. But then look at myself and go, but not me. He doesn't love me so much. So it was a huge, you know, flip on my axis, you know, it's like spin yeah. the world, you know, totally around because I just got to the point where I'm like, I want love. I want to know what it feels like to be loved. And so I just went in search for it. And, um, God, when you search for stuff, God's like, here it is. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, and it gave me goosebumps. Like his love is so enormous and it's in all things. And so, yeah, it changed my whole, my whole world. <laughs> wow. I, so did you, did you grow, were your parents, or do you have a relationship with them now? Well, my father passed away 11 years ago. So we were just starting to talk. Like when I would call home, it used to be, he would just hand it to my mom. He would actually sit down there and talk for a few minutes. And then he passed away suddenly. So that was like something huge oh. had to go through too. Cause a lot of people were like, well, he was so mean. Why do you care? Like, no, because I was just, I'll never have what I wanted. Cause all I ever wanted was him to tell me he loved me. And I never got to hear him say that to mm. me because he passed away. So, but my mom, yeah. And that's another thing I've thought about too, because my mom was always telling me she loved me, <laughs> but I always just remembered the negative. It's so weird when our perspective, if we just look from the left to the right, our whole world can change. So, yeah. So interesting. And so in your, was there a moment of shift where you decided, okay, I know the way that I'm feeling isn't okay it, was there was there something that happened or was it like this progression over time that kind of led you onto this journey really seeking out were you seeking out god or were you seeking just healing in yourself probably i would say healing cuz i always i don't remember a moment ever not having god i i just don't um but as far like i said it was always like i saw that he could love them but there was just something because if my dad couldn't love me, mm. then no one, there was something wrong with me. I literally thought that 
for years. Um, but it kind of was the catalyst um, of having my dad pass away and knowing that I could never hear him tell me that. Mm. Um, and at the same time, which is weird because I don't ever, if someone comes to and you're getting married, they tell you don't, it's going to be uneven yoked marriage. Don't go, oh, it's fine. It's not. <laughs> um, I made that mistake. And so when I went to go bury my dad, he decided that was the best time to leave because I was living in Kansas. My dad was in Wisconsin. I went home to bury my dad and came back to all the stuff's gone and he's gone. Gosh, so double trauma. Yeah. It was kind of a lot all at once, but yeah. And, and that's what kind of just really threw me into God because I'm like, I like, why do you hate me? <laughs> I literally got to the point where I asked him like, why do you hate me so much? Because I'm like, I already felt like a failure and I was told I was stupid. And now my dad was gone and my husband left me. So I felt like an even bigger failure and it was storm outside. And this is actually partly in my book. <laughs> it's like, I live, I went out into a storm. Like I really didn't care if I would have got struck by lightning. Cause it was really that storming out. The lightning was right, right overhead. And I just went in my backyard and I'm yelling at God going, I don't understand why you hate me so much. What did I do? And he was like, why do you hate you so much? And it was so wow. weird because I'm like sobbing in the rain and I, it's, I just stopped like, cause it was true. I did. I'm like, you're right. It's not you. It's me. I'm the, pro- I'm what's going wrong. So yeah, that was like this huge shift for me in that moment. Um, I started a whole new journey. <laughs> wow. That that's that's really powerful. Did you hear did you hear an audible sound? Oh yeah. I there, I, <laughs> I I ask you that because not many people have experienced that. I've experienced it one time. One time. And it was very it was I wasn't in a storm, but I was in an emotional storm and I was right. driving my car and I was weeping and weeping and just crying out to God. I was, it was during a really tumultuous time with my relationship with my oldest daughter. And I was just in such despair and grief. And I was weeping. I was crying out to God, bring her back to me, bring her back to me. God, why can't you bring her back to me? And I heard an audible voice that's exactly like you explained. It was like, he slapped me almost. He goes, she's not yours. She's mine. And I went from like, I shouldn't have probably even been driving. I was crying so hard, that kind of ugly crying to just stopped. And that was a turning point for me too, with my relationship with her, with healing, with really getting out of that Mm -hmm. moment. I feel like that is such a gift that you had that moment. Yeah. Well, I think he knew that was the only way he was listening. <laughs> Cause he's probably, you know, from all these years, he's kept telling me, I love you. I love you. And I'm just like, why do you hate me? <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He almost had to. Yeah. It was like a slap in the face. I literally just stopped crying. Like I so relate. I can yeah. so relate to that moment. Yeah. Well, weird. that it's, that's an exciting, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry for all the, the years that you endured such hurt and feelings of unworthiness, but I'm so happy that you have the courage to, to share your story and that you're using that as a, the catalyst for writing books, for coaching other women. And can you, l- let's talk a little bit about that. So what were you, what were you doing at the time for your job? And then how did that kind of roll into what you're doing now? Um, it's actually kind of similar. Um, cause education is my background. And so for a while there, I actually went into a building of kids that got in trouble and they were kind of locked up. It wasn't necessarily jail, but it was the step before. (laughs) So if they weren't getting it together and they hit 18, they could have, you know, wound up in jail. And so I loved that job, like to to empower those kids and let them, you know, 
I'm like, you're amazing. You don't even understand how amazing you are and what people are saying to you. You don't have to listen to that. Mm. You can prove them wrong. I don't know how many kids I always said, well, they said, I'll never prove them wrong. Wow. <laughs> prove them wrong. And then you can look back and be like, cause like for me, uh, being told I was stupid. And then even in high school, my senior year, I was told I wasn't smart enough to go to college. So I didn't. Mm. And now I have a master's degree. <laughs> so it's like, prove them wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. And so, and then, and I think part of it, God had been calling me because I'd been journaling with him for years. And he kept telling me that I was going to be helping all these people. And I even remember that was another time I heard him very distinctly when I was finishing, I was going to student teaching and he was like, you're going to counsel other people. And I'm like, I'm not even done my teaching degree. What are you talking about? Um, and I didn't realize that's what he meant. This was what he was meaning back then. I was like, I don't, what are you talking about? Um, and so I think I had to get to a place in my mind where I felt like I had something to give other people because when right. I was hating myself, I didn't, even though I was helping all these kids, meanwhile, it didn't even phase me, you know, that I was actually gifted <laughs> to do what I'm doing, that God had been calling me and just had to get me to a point where I believed I'm, oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> how so. awesome. So how, so when did you start coaching then specifically? Um, on purpose. Yeah. On purpose. <laughs> Actually, really on purpose. Wasn't until this like March when COVID really hit and wow. I was sitting at home. Yeah. Well, I think there was another point where God really wanted me. And it was funny because my daughter and I talked about that because, you know, our minds are so powerful and God's power works through us that yeah. we both stopped and were like, did we do this? <laughs> you know, did we have a part to do with this? Cause we'd been complaining so for so long that like, I need some time to sit down and just, but I was always going, going, going. And then that happened. And I was like, a whole bunch of people in the world must've been wanting the same thing. <laughs> it kind of felt like, cause some people were seeing it and yeah, it's a, you know, COVID is whatever, but some of us that actually had all that free time really went inward yeah. and up. A lot and of people really did. was like, what am I really here for? What is my purpose? And so it really, really opened it up to that. I mean, cause I've been doing it for years. Right. I was that go-to all my friends always came to me whenever they, something was going wrong or they wanted to be empowered. I was that go-to girl. I just never saw it as something people could pay me to do. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I had to kind of, I think that was a mindset. I also had to shift that, you know, this is an actual gift that God gave me and that, yeah you know, in order for me to keep doing it, it's like an exchange. It wasn't so much that they need to pay me. It was more of an exchange of I'm helping you to heal and you're helping me to keep a roof over my head. <laughs> like yeah. I had to, you know, get that out of my head that I could ask them, you know, to pay me to help them. So, yeah. I, no. I think that goes to um, that subject of being able to charge for what you for your gifting. I mm -hmm. think that, you know, that's a deep seated thing that goes back to, you know, your understanding and knowing your own worth and value. And so of course, you know, it's kind of a, it's a recurring thing when I would venture to guess that the longer that you have done this and you see the incredible impact that you're having on people that it will actually get easier for you because you'll see mm -hmm. how, um, I mean, there, there really is no, yes, you're charging, but there is no monetary value for the impact that you're having on people's lives. You'll never really know. I mean, really there, there isn't a monetary value because they're paying you for a time exchange, but the impact that you're having on people's lives will last for the rest of their lives mm -hmm. for them. And the people that are in their life, I mean, you'll never, not until you get to heaven, will you ever really know the, the, the incredible value of your impact of your gifting 
of all the things that you went through. And I'm really struck by something before you even began this journey that you're on now, when you were working with children and still feeling so, you know, bad about yourself internally, Mm -hmm. you were doing the opposite. You were empowering and speaking words of life into these kids day after day. The thing that you so desperately needed in your own heart that you didn't get, you didn't get that. And you were giving away that thing. I'm so um, passionate about that philosophy of the seed and the sower. You were planting seeds, Lori, over and over year after year in these children's minds and hearts. And, you know, you're, you're beginning to, you know, reap the harvest of that. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I can't even tell how many times something would come out. God would just speak through me and I'd go, Oh yeah, that's good. (laughs) I needed to hear that. And so, and that was another thing that took me a while to get used to too, is allowing him to be, you know, his mouthpiece, the vessel that he's speaking through. So, um, so will you, will you speak on that a little bit? Cause I think that you're not alone. I think that a lot of people struggle. Like, is it, so can you speak to like developing that skill? Really? That's a skill. Um, yeah, it's the one thing that I've really learned too, is our intuition is God breathed, you know, like he laid breeze to our intuition. And so, and also like I tell people who want to know, like they want to change like right now, it's almost like a dimmer switch, like the light that has the dimmer. Um, God, if he full on came with his bright light, you would probably explode. <laughs> I'd always try to tell him that much. Like you, you have to step in little bits at little bits, just like hearing his voice is little, little, little. And it's not, he's not going to keep telling us more if we're not listening to when he's talking wow, just powerful. a little. And so you have to, you know, hear what he's saying and actually implement whatever he's telling you to do. Because if you're not, then that voice gets quieter until you just don't hear it anymore. So you have to reverse it. <laughs> cause for me, that kind of was, cause even growing up, um, I have like, I have the gift of discernment. And so I could see and hear things that no one else could see or hear. And so they would just tell me I was crazy. And so I just assumed that really wasn't there. So that was really hard for me. And it's kind of the same thing to gift into that. I had to plug back into God little by little because the, the, the light switch will slowly get brighter, mm. the more you're in it, but you have to follow through. Because otherwise he's not going to give you more. It's kind of like, it's really this funny because you hear the, um, uh, what is that? The, the talents for years. I always, yeah. I was like, why did he get in trouble for burying it? At least he still had it <laughs> because that's what I was doing. I didn't understand it until I realized, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm the one that got it taken away <laughs> because I wasn't using my gifts that God gave me. Um, so yeah. (laughs) If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, I hope that you'll go back like two minutes and listen to everything that Laura just said again. So powerful. You know, the, I, 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 I believe exactly as you do that God is always speaking to us in this still small voice. I believe it's a skill you can develop to, um, to hear it better or to like turn up the volume or to dial into it a little bit more clearly. And I agree with you 110% that if you, that the listening is just a piece of it, it's, it's not just the listening, but then it's the actual taking steps to act upon what he said and, you know, developing this relationship, this closer relationship with the Lord, where he trusts you enough to, to, tell you these things and you trust him enough to respond to the things. And it becomes this, it can become, um, something that is, happens automatically if you, if you do it enough. And I can tell with you that you are really good at that. 
yeah, <laughs> I've been doing it so long, but literally like mine wasn't, um, just little things. Like I remember the first thing he ever told me to do, cause I've journal, I've been journaling for years. I have notebooks and notebooks of his word to me. Awesome. And I remember, I remember the beginning of it, of that particular day was, um, you are mine, but you're acting like you're, you don't belong to me. Like, Ooh, that was like the beginning. It was like a whole page where he was just, and I was like, Oh yeah. You know, cause I'm feeling it. And then after I was done, I'm like, okay, that was great. He's like, okay, now I want you to take that page and go give it to this one person. And I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> you know, Cause I was so convicted and I'm thinking you want me to what? And so <laughs> it took me a couple of days, but I finally did it. And then it got to the point where he was doing that so much, it would get really heavy. And I think Jeremiah was the first book I was like, oh, this is, I get what he's saying because it just is, it becomes this huge weight. And if I don't tell the person, whatever it is he wants me to say. So that's how I got so connected is because he, there'd be like sometimes five, six people that I'm supposed to give this message to. It would just get so overwhelming that I had to just go here, <laughs> here's, wow. this is for you, you know? And, and, and as you were talking to, it makes me really sad when I've tried telling people to listen to God and write down what he's saying. And then have someone come over me and say, don't, you know, if you're not one of those people who likes to write stuff down, just don't do that. And I'm thinking, no, <laughs> if God just told me to tell you, <laughs> you know, then do that. Then actually do it because he's asking for a reason. And I've also told people, don't come to me expecting me to give you the message. I should just be like a, a, an affirmation of that. Yes. Uh, it's not my job. You have your relationship. You should already hear God. And then maybe come to me and go, he said this, does this. And I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's another thing too. I'm going to throw that out real quick. Um, he talks to everyone. Yeah. It makes me angry when people say, oh no, she just has a gift. She, she, she can hear them. It's just a gift. I'm like, no, no. That's like saying I have four kids, but I'm only going to talk to that one. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. He wants to talk to all of his children, every single one. I believe that's like a, a lie from that, that, that the enemy has allowed people to believe, you know what I mean? That, oh, well, he doesn't, you know, I don't hear from him that way. And, and because of things like, you know, new ageism and all these different things, pe people, and, and people use the word specifically, we've even said it on this podcast intuition, but I don't, I believe that intuition is the Holy spirit speaking. Like that's actually the Holy spirit speaking through you. So we, people don't, I think they don't realize they don't mm -hmm. realize what they're hearing and what they're feeling is the word of God. And a lot of times I also think, you know, the word of God is saying and asking things of you that feels super uncomfortable. It's not like he's telling you things for, for me anyway. Um, me too. <laughs> like when God asks me to do something, it's usually something, something I actually don't really want to do, or that makes me feel uncomfortable. It's out of my comfort zone. It's like requires massive amounts of humility or like blind trust. And so I think that if people hear that, it scares them and mm -hmm. they don't want to do that thing. So they think, oh, that can't be God because he wouldn't be asking me something that makes me feel like that. <laughs> that's, the, that's the opposite. He's absolutely stretching, growing, pushing us toward whatever. Right. And one weird way to think about it, Jesus didn't want to have to hang on the cross. Exactly. He wept tears of blood. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, think about that. If he's going to ask that of his son, he's going to ask us to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, There's sometimes like, there was a time where I was running out of money and uh, somebody had a something to give money towards. And I distinctly heard God go, how well, how much do you trust me mm. to give them even just $25, even though, you know, I'm almost out of money. And I'm like, I started crying. I'm like, I trust you. And I gave him the money. I'm like, okay. Cause it's not mine. Yes. All the money's God's. It's not mine. Oh, 
you, you, you are so wise. You have so much wisdom and uh, I'm so, I'm so happy that you are on the path that you're on to use all of that wisdom and that gifting to just share it with the world. I'm so glad you're on this podcast. Um, you have, you have so much, you have so much. So let's talk about your book. Um, you have two books. I do one. I need to fix. I, t- I kind of shut it off. Cause like I said, as I was growing <laughs> and at some point in my life is one of the things when I was digging through all the junk in my subconscious, somewhere along the line, someone had told me that I have no power. God's the only one who has any power. And so I believed that. And so in my first book that I wrote, I don't even know how many years ago, um, I had mentioned something about God's only one who has any power. And so I need to fix that. I haven't done it yet. Um, cause that is absolutely not true. His power comes through us. Yep. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, but, um, yeah. So my second one then was basically really my story of how I, you know, went from full on hating myself to standing in just the enormity of the amazingness of God's love. That is so huge. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, if you are listening to this and you've been looking for somebody to coach you and walk you through just life, I cannot imagine a better person to be aligned with than somebody that is um, so obedient to the word of God, who's walked through so many trials herself and has come out on the other side, not, not only empowered herself, but with the gift to be able to help you to do the same thing. And so if people are listening and they want to either buy your books or connect with you, how do they, how do they, do you do one-on-one only coaching? Tell everybody what it is exactly that you offer. Um, right now. Yeah. If I kind of consider one-on-one my VIP, (laughs) um, I do have, um, one program that I did create that's called turn loving yourself into a habit. You can reach me at soulovelegacy.com, which will lead you to how to get my book. Um, it also leads you to a 30 day program I created called turn loving yourself into a habit. Um, I'm in the process of putting together a free training on, um, four reasons why manifesting may not be working for you. <laughs> cause I did that. Um, cause really is power in your thinking. Um, and then I'm also going to be, um, and I decided as I've been working with some of my clients that that 30 days just is, it's too much all at once. And so I'm going to be making a longer, it's either gonna be six months to a year. I'm not sure yet. Wow. Program to really, yeah. To really, really, really dig in. <laughs> That's amazing. So that, in the works. Yeah. Well, it, uh, don't worry because all of her information will be available in the show notes. If you're listening to the podcast, if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be right below the video in all of the details about this video and if you're wondering why I'm wearing glasses now and I wasn't a second ago, <laughs> it's because the whole thing got cut off and we had to wait for my whole house to reboot. <laughs> so one of the one of the joys of technology, but we're we're back and we finished up. And I just want to say to you um, again, thank you so much. You are a remarkable woman. You've overcome a ton. You have so many giftings and talent and anybody that gets the opportunity to connect with you and work with you is very, very blessed. So thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to uh, share with us here. And I hope it's not the first time. I mean, (laughs) I hope it's not the only time. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) It probably won't be. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks. Even though we had some technical difficulties, that podcast was absolutely unbelievable. I 
you know, only attribute to major technical problems like that to when there are forces that try to stop a good word. And boy, that podcast was full of a good word. If you are already a part of the Girl Power Alliance community, then you get to be blessed even more by the amazing Lori Herbers because she is our featured course contributor this month for the month of November. So what a blessing that is. She is a remarkable woman, and hopefully you could feel that through every word that she said on that podcast. And if you're not already a part of Girl Power Alliance, if you want access to Lori Herbert's course and all the other features that we have, Jesus at the Mat, Eating with Intention, Faith and Fitness, and just amazing course contributors every month and more, there's more than that, <laughs> head over to girlpoweralliance.com and become a part of this amazing family. Um, you automatically have access to the Bloom Summit, which is coming up in less than two weeks. So excited about that. If you are not a member and you still want access to the Bloom Summit, head over to thebloomsummit.com and get registered. We have seven amazing speakers who are going to knock your socks off. I, I know that this is going to be a transformational weekend. So uh, with that, I will just leave you with one thing. What are you waiting for? <laughs> It's been a heck of a year and it's time to shift the atmosphere around you. It's time to surround yourself with women that are going to uh, ask you to grow, who are going to help you to grow, who are going to equip you, encourage you, and empower you to grow in your faith, in your business, in every area of your life. Uh, we have an amazing community of women here, I'll tell you that. And Girl Power Alliance is where women grow.